Hi, hi, I'm Ray. I'm Bree, and this is the R&B Podcast, a pop culture podcast where we wrap up each week's pop culture's events. How are you doing, Ray? I am doing. I'm in Keller, and unfortunately, I have a baby. Not mine, <laughs> but my ne- not mine, but my nephew Nashi is in here with me. He's ten months, so you guys might be hearing a little bit of a special guest today. How are you, B? I'm exhausted, but I'm doing well. <laughs> I expected nothing less this week. Yeah, I like started rehearsals this week and everything went really well one week down only like five left to go um but that has left me drained like oh man (laughs) damn what's the show a beautiful country Hmm. um it's about like i want to say 150 years of asian american history that's awesome yeah, it's really exciting. Like, I enjoy it a lot. I've been enjoying the process. Um, it's just a lot of being a student and stage manager. We feel like student athletes, but without all the privilege of being a student athlete. And that's the key. There's the key right there. <laughs> Where's your parade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... This week, we are going to be getting into... A few things, some things that Nashi is not excited about. Um, we're going to cover a little bit of the dim debate, but really, this episode this week is going to be about Netflix. I really think that they're taking a new turn, and in my opinion, they're making a lot of shows that we usually see on cable and putting them into bingeable series. So, I'm excited to talk this week yeah this is a really fun topic um like all the prep i had to do was like watch tv so (laughs) (laughs) same old same old for me i know so exhausting she lives such a terrible life america (laughs) (laughs) well all righty um let's just jump into it This week, there was a Democratic debate. Did you get to see any of the um, any of the coverage, Brie? Um, I saw like some stuff on Twitter about it. Um, this is kind of problematic of me, but like at this point, I just do not care about the dumb debates. I just want a candidate that will beat Trump. So. <laughs> You're right. So, like, that's the thing. Like, for me, it's, like, I don't have to care about, like, what they stand for. I just know that whoever... Whoever gets it, yeah. Yeah, like, that's just where I am at. Whenever it's, like, a better election in the case that it's not, like, we're just trying to get someone out of office, then I can be more invested in, like, standpoints. Yeah. That's just me. (laughs) Yeah, and to be completely fair, for those of us that did, you know, watch or watch some of the coverage that night... Really, um, I've really just been comparing this whole, like, Democratic, like, race to this season of The Bachelor. Because, like, really, really, because every single week, there has been so much, every single time we have this, like, dim debate, there's so much drama that, like, we just don't even know anything about the actual candidates. Because they get up there, and they're catty, 
and it just uh, this gym debate was like no different um what do you need buddy do you need a snack what do you need um one elizabeth warren is making points okay she made she always is um against mayor bloomberg however i don't think he's a big enough threat right now for us to be super invested you know Mm -hmm. in what he's doing really he's the democratic version of trump so i just don't think the democrats are going to get behind him so i just we spent a lot of time attacking bloomberg it was all true but it was a waste of time nonetheless we spent a lot of time talking about other people's um healthcare policies without actually getting into what made those policies bad i think mm-hmm. to quote warren she says she likened um mayor Buttigieg, his uh his policy to like a powerpoint and then wanted to one up that and say that uh, Senator Klobuchar, that her policies were more like a post-it note, which while you got a oh laugh, my exactly. Like, <laughs> while you got a laugh, you didn't tell me anything about their policy. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about your policy. So, I mean, really, and I know we're all upset about it, just like Nashi is. Um, but I think the point that we're just trying to make this week is One, the early primary is coming up. So we've got to, like, as informed voters, we've got to get onto these candidates' sites. We've got to actually put in the work to know what their policies are and what they stand for. And most of all, Democrats, we got to get out there and vote. So um, for those of you in Texas, you have until March 3rd. Early voting is on right now. Actually, if you live in Michigan with Bree, you still have time to even register to vote. So just make sure that we're all being good citizens, please. I am very excited for us to talk about this because like usually when we because usually we talk about the topics and then we like tell each other our opinions as we're discussing what topics to talk about. But, like, this week we didn't do that. So I really don't know how you feel about Two Alpha Boys. I know. Okay. I, I kind of want you to go first. Okay. Well, did you read the books? Because I have not. I did not read the books. No. Okay. I feel like if I did read the books, I could not watch the movie. Because the only thing that, like, kept me invested enough was, like, the drama and the tea that mm-hmm. I didn't know. Like, whenever she was like, wait, you're waiting for, what's her name? The ex-girlfriend. Uh, it doesn't matter. Irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, whenever Laura Jean realized Peter was Jen, waiting for Jen, that's her name, that's her name. Jen, yeah, when he was waiting for Jen, I, like, gasped. I was like, whoa, that is so messed up. But overall, yeah. I suffered watching this movie. It was hard to get through. Really? Yeah. I... Okay, honestly, it went pretty quick for me. And I'm not, like, there was, like, a plan to um, last. Yeah, okay, that's what happened. I was supposed to actually watch this, um, like, in a group. We were going to watch the first one and then watch the second one and, like, have, like, a whole, like, movie night thing. But we ended up recording 
so I just like watched it like I, I think I just watched it like one random morning that I woke up really super early. Um, mm. So I think that because I didn't make it this huge event, you know, yeah, like my hopes, my expectations just weren't that high, or maybe I just wasn't, you know, whatever. I was just like, oh, but like, yeah, I do feel like. But in a weird way, I feel like it stayed true to the book because I feel like that's just a sequel kind of thing to do in a book. It's like, you know that this isn't necessarily the end, but you have to like stir up some drama and some tea. And like that Peter thing was really the only tea and there were really no repercussions for it. Like nothing ever like yeah. came of it. And like I would, part of the charm of the first movie, I think is like, we didn't know who Noah Cetaneo was. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it could Well, I did. Worked. You didn't watch The Fosters? Well, like, I knew of him, but I'm saying, like, we didn't know him as, like, n- know what, like, that we know now. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was, like, the first time I watched it, it was, like, endearing. But, like, now, I just feel like he's trying so hard to be, like, a likable, like, boy, I guess. Or, yeah. like... Whereas, like, because it was, like, everyone liked Peter for just being, like, like, pure and, like, absolutely genuinely kind. And now it feels like Noah's trying so hard to act like that. Like, there were some, like, laughs. We've seen the, yeah, we've seen those Tumblr videos, and now it's just over. Yeah, and, like, there were some things where he's, like, trying to, like, insert, like, laughs into, like, the moment. And I'm, like, these are just awkward, and they're so forced. And I, and it's just, like. I would hate when he was on the screen and Jordan Fisher would come on and I'd just be like so invested and so happy and I'm like this is it. Yeah I totally agree with that because I really didn't like him at all in this movie but I do but even though Jordan Fisher did seem too old like yeah I really enjoyed I really enjoyed his character. Though Jordan definitely felt too old. He like tweeted out like Noah and who's the actress that plays Laura Jean? Lana Condor or Lana Condor. Yeah, Lana. He tweeted at Noah and Lana being like, oh, my sweet kids. And I was like, dang. Like, I, I should have looked up the age. I didn't think he was that much. He's not that much older than like. I think he's like 25 and they're like 21. Yeah. But it's just like funny. I'm like, I wonder how that dynamic was on set. Yeah, because he's fully engaged, like, gonna get married. And they're yes. just, like, not there. Exactly. Different, like, times in their lives. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it fit because he is such, like, a much more mature character. And I don't know. I think it just, I think in doing that, like, they just didn't do a good enough job of giving Peter any redeeming qualities. Like, other than the fact that, like, Lara Jean was just, like, hung up on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was no reason that I was like, oh my gosh, no, she needs to be with Peter. Like, I never felt that. (laughs) Like, and then they tried, and I think they tried to clean it up by having him, like, come and, like, pick her up because, oh, you don't like driving in the snow. But he was acting like such a little bitch for half of this movie. There's no way that he was thinking about that. Also, like, that's just not even that big of a deal. Like, you and Terry have been, like, like, when there were, like, storms, y'all would be like, I'll drive you out. And I'm like, thank you. It's just like courtesy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You and your storm anxiety. I really have bad storm anxiety. It's all because of Desperate Housewives, but that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
I think the general just tea and consensus, because I don't even think that there was much buzz around it. Like, I think the day that it actually did come out, like, people were watching it and obviously, like, giving their, their feedback. But at this point, I think we were so, I feel like the first one was good enough for the second one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it was good well, enough that, like, when the third one comes out, we're still going to watch. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm not going to, I'm invested a decent amount in the characters to, like, finish out the series. I think, too, it's, like, it's not a good Valentine's movie. I think that they thought that everyone who, like, watched it would love it to come out, like, in February. But, like, I don't know. Something about young adult novel movies, it's, like, better to have them in the summer. Yeah, I feel that. Like, I, like, it was hard for me. I don't know. Like, it was, like, so forced. Like, they're, like, here is your rom-com because it's February and you've been waiting for it for 18 months. Like, I would have rather had it come out in August again. Oh, the first one came out in August? Yeah. August 2018. That actually, the, yeah, that timeline lines up. Okay. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that for sure. But, you know, I don't, uh, It's hard because I get, like, Netflix likes to do this thing where, like, they like the time in the movie to line up with the time in the uh, like with the time it is you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah so like when they were going to like I feel like it was the first day of school when that movie started I know they went through like Christmas and all that kind of stuff but like her sister was leaving for college and stuff so it was like that time of year you yeah. know what I mean and like Netflix just right like to off. line up yeah hmm? this movie picked up where we left off mm-hmm. yeah so Netflix just likes to, you know, be cliche like that, which I don't think doesn't work. Like when they do things like Stranger Things and stuff like that, because Stranger Things takes up maybe like a week or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I, yeah, like it, it actually like only like covers like a season at a time. But like, I don't know. This just did feel forced to me. I didn't really... I didn't even really like Lara Jean in this movie. And I feel like they, they let the sister character, like, drop. Because she was, like, so funny in the first one. And then, like, Kitty in this, that, in this movie was just, like, you know. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And, like, I feel like they could have done more with the, with the mom character. Like, I just feel like there was so much they were trying to do that it just, like, didn't all pan out. Yeah, like, Laura Jean, I want to see more of Laura Jean and Stormy's, like, friendship develop. Mm-hmm. Like, I know probably in the book, because, like, how, like, Stormy was connected to her older sister, so I'm sure, like, there was more description, it was, like, a bigger deal. But, like, that's, like, whenever Stormy gave Laura Jean the dress, like, I was like, okay, cool, but, like, I really was, like, we missed out, like, on a cool, like, little friendship gag happening, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Yep, I agree. And they, yeah, they just made the characters feel like plot devices and not people. Yeah, like even the subplot with the dad and the neighbor. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like that, that, like they made a big deal about, you know, oh, Kitty wrote this letter and then they kind of just like wrote it off like in the grocery store and like you never saw them again. Yeah, I will say I kind of love the idea of Thanksgiving, but their food was looked so bland. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> they don't have Thanksgiving in Korea. And the dad is white. 
So, you know, there's not much flavor going on when it comes to, like, making, like, American dishes like that. You know what I mean? I guess. I just was like, the props department could have done better. They could have. Um, You're right. I will say, like, technically-wise, is like, the aesthetic of the movie is always really good. Um, mm-hmm. It was there consistent, what? Was consistent too. Yeah, but there weren't as many like gorgeous shots as there were like last movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think just as a whole, like, what do you think though of Netflix like making these like books into movies? Because I know that Crazy Rich Asians originally was supposed to go straight to Netflix. You know, so I feel like that. And there's another book I want to say, Kissing Boots. Is that not a a YA novel as well? That yeah, it is a book. Yeah. So what do you, how do you feel about Netflix? Like now that we've seen how they're carrying these series, how do you feel about them making these YA books and series into movies? I like don't hate it. Like I don't like. I actually, looking back at it, didn't hate the Kissing Booth. It was silly, but, like, most of the silliness was the plot. And, like, that's the thing is, like, you can't blame the plot on anyone but, like, the original author it, when they're, like, young adult movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, like, The Sun is also a star. Like, I haven't seen it yet, but, like, you said it was, like, bad. I feel like it probably would have been better as a Netflix movie. Like, there's certain young adult novels that would probably be better, like, Netflix aesthetically and not blockbuster movies. I completely agree. Yeah. Like, Crazy Rich Asians need to be a blockbuster. Love, Simon. That was a good one to be, like, a blockbuster. But, like, some movies can just be on Netflix and it'd be fine. I Yeah, that was, that was one movie that I really wished would have just gone to Netflix. But I think that they, like, Netflix does a good enough job that I'm not mad. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. I do feel like they watch how they read. Do you know what I mean? So I, it's just... Because they, I feel like they did try and stay like pretty consistent with the book, um, to a certain extent. So I'm excited to see what they're, what they're gonna do next. But I can't say that I'm just like, like when to all the boys I loved before like ended. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for the next one. This is gonna be insane. Like I'm not like that, but I'm not mad at it. I mean, it also could just be that we're getting older. Yeah, like, think I mean, about were time... we that much younger? Well, I mean, think about where we were at when, so 20, summer 2018, we just finished freshman year of college, and, like, now we're at the end of junior year, we're about to be seniors. Like, you're graduating in less than a year. That's deceived. So, it's so I guess I just don't care about, like, 16-year-old girls saying that they don't know how to be boyfriends. Oh, I was so, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Literally, ugh. Okay, I don't know when all of a sudden, like, I became, like, I don't feel like, like, I've always been a feminist, like, obviously, we should be equal, but I feel like recently I've cared more about, like, how women are portrayed, like, actually through dialogue, and, like, Mm -hmm. the way that she was, like, I've never been a girlfriend before, like, I hope I'm good at it, I, like, Reagan, that's why, like, some of the stuff that, like, made it hard for me to get through the movie, just, like, Laura Jean's character, I was, like, no, like, you should not be this way. Like, I understand some of it, but I was like, you should not be like, I hope I'm going to be a good girlfriend. Yeah, those are the most of her worries. 
Yeah, like it was like you should not be aiming to please Peter. Like you should be having like good compromise in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Like that's I kind of need to read the books to see like how much of it is like from that and mm-hmm. how much of it's Netflix. But like if if I read the book and the quote is not I've never been a girlfriend before. I hope I'm good at it. I'm gonna be quite upset. Yeah, it wasn't cute. I'm sorry no. that. Yeah, I did kind of like how Jean or Jen, not Jean, Jen like had her little friendship bracelet hidden. Like yeah. the time capsule. Mm-hmm. But like once again, it kind of just was not developed. Like maybe it'll be like the next movie they'll actually be friends again. But yeah, it was like I still didn't care. Like when it happened, I was like, oh, okay. Mm hmm. Like that, um, oh my gosh, what is Pete da- Davidson's character on SNL? Is it Chad? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like that. That. <laughs> that was me the entire movie. Just like, oh, okay. Yeah, for real, for real. It really was. I was not invested, and I hate not being invested. I mean, I also was mad about it because this movie, I think, wrapped up really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Thanksgiving happened about an hour left of the movie. I watched this movie in, like, three parts. Because it was that hard for me to get through. Um, but, like, about an hour in was Thanksgiving. And all of a sudden, like, the last ten minutes was, like, the star ball. Yeah, but also, okay. like, the star ball wasn't even fully developed. It was, like, they had the idea and then it happened. Did they still have to do the garden party? Did they go up against that random lady who whose character is very confusing? Because at times they want, like, I think that was a poor director's choice. Because at times she seemed, like, super frazzled and, like, like, super sweet in that way. Like, maybe she just didn't know what she was doing with her job. And then mm-hmm. we kind of hear her having some attitude. Like, at different points, she's just like, oh, those are in the wrong space. Bye, guys. And it's yeah. like, what? I, I, didn't, there, I didn't feel like her character was written very well. No, not at all. Like, there almost was no reason for the character. Yeah. Like, we could have definitely she- just had one of those people that was, like, by name only. Yeah, like someone else could have just been like, like passingly see them and be like, oh, blah, blah's in the basement. And they could have still ended up in the basement. Yep. Like that was her con- contribution to the plot was them seeing the star ball stuff in the basement. And never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. <laughs> also, kind of messed up. They had all those old people shipping them, John Ambrose and Laura Jean, for her to leave him. Why? Like, I feel like that was my big question. Is like she realized, like, damn, I wasn't the first choice. I was just convenient, and then she just didn't care. Like, there was no development of, well, Peter did this, this, and this, and Peter apologized this way. And no, yeah, he came. He took that necklace from her, and that was it. Yeah, and also like kind of crazy. But now I can't watch the first movie without thinking about how he wasn't even waiting for her. That's the team. I don't know. Peter just made terrible choices throughout this whole movie. He never had to answer to anything and still got rewarded for it. Just like John Ambrose said. He took the last slice of pizza and it just is is what it is. Yeah, he's a white male. Technically, yes. I, I that is just privilege. That is all it is. To all the boys was on melodrama and just overreaction but then underreaction to things that should have been big things and it was so 
mediocre that I just didn't care. Exactly. So how about we move on into some of the shows that we've been watching here lately? So about a month ago, I begun or began, I don't know grammar. Um, I started The Circle um, on Netflix and essentially it's a reality show and which is like about social media and it's the only way you interact is through like your profile so you can either be yourself or you can like be a catfish um, and like you have a, few, a limited amount of photos or videos that you can show you send messages like dms to people you can make group texts and like honestly the point of it is just like to win cash um by like being like the best influencer um within the circle the funny thing is about this show is like I saw it like the ad for it on Netflix and then like I went over to my friend's house and then we just start watching it because like there's something else to watch and we start like getting invested and then like we went to like hang out with our other friends who all like are really enjoy Survivor um and everyone has already watched it and it was like then I go into like my Survivor community online and like everyone's watching the circle so weird that there's so much Survivor the Circle crossover. Um, but it's certainly, like, the Circle is an okay reality competition. Not my favorite that I've ever seen, but not the worst. I agree with that. Um, I like the concept. I just feel like the people weren't interesting enough. Yeah, I think it would have been maybe because I've only watched the first two episodes and as of right now only two people are acting as different people and I feel like those are the most interesting um is it Rebecca Mercedes mm -hmm. okay even though Rebecca is so, so so poor like I feel like Mercedes is at least you know I believe her a little bit more mm hmm I do not believe Seaburn or whatever his name is at all. I'm curious. Who do you think does well? Since I know more. And I'll spoil it for you. It Okay. It's hard to tell because they all think that they're, that they're so super slick. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I honestly feel like Chris is playing the best game because by being just super authentic, he doesn't really have to worry about anybody else but himself. And everyone seems to have a really good opinion of him. Um, as far as I can tell, two, two shoe bomb is doing pretty much the same thing. We're like, I will, I feel like he's not playing as well of a game because he's telling literally everyone like, yeah, like, I just feel like the super great connection with you. And I just really like you as a person. I think you're super authentic and all this kind of stuff, you know? And so he's not keeping up with his connections well enough. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of shoe um yeah. I've kind of like so yeah Shuby actually goes pretty far uh Chris goes far um like they make it to like the top five which is like the end of the show good um yeah I just I'm with you on it's not a bad it's not a bad waste of time if I had nothing else to do you know then okay but like if it's something that I'm just gonna be like watching I don't know like I feel like the reason that I'm able to, like, when I 
do watch anything that's like survivor related like the reason that i am able to kind of um hold on is because the the player interactions you know are so juicy but i don't get the same thrill off of text message chains i just don't yeah it's like it's also weird seeing them like just chilling and like having these conversations and it's like yeah like it's like too much like i feel like i'm watching myself Exactly. Like, the thing is, it's like, even watching you guys do, like, Survivor Michigan, like, we're still like, oh, snap, they're at school. Like, they're not like, like, at least I I have, like, the the know-with-all to know that you guys are doing this at, like, two in the morning. You know what I mean? So, like, you're tired, and you're, like, still doing, like, physical challenges and stuff like that. So it's, like, captivating to watch because I know that it actually is a challenge but like for them it's just like you guys like homeboy Antonio or whatever was fully just like shooting hoops and like cooking random stuff you know yeah like it's like it's so like like big brother it's so interesting to watch them like in the house because like they're doing so much but like this show like they're just not doing anything mm-hmm. um but yeah I don't know who, do you think you'd do well if you ever played The Circle? I think after watching a couple episodes, yeah, I feel like I have a little bit, I feel like I could do a you know, pretty good strategy, you know? Because it's like, you have to be likable. I don't think it's, I think that catfishing is um, actually good for you if you're actually going to be a different person. I feel like where people mess up is where they're like, I am going to, like, use myself, but I'm going to, like, act in this way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to, like, act like a player, like I'm single and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like that doesn't work. Yeah. I get that. I don't know. I feel like this show has no strategy or structure for me to be... Huh? Sorry, he woke up. It's okay. I feel like the part of the, my problem with the show is, like, the lack of structure in the episodes, too. Like, I think I would enjoy it a lot more if it was, like, at the end of every episode, there was, like, a new influencer or, like, someone was always getting blocked at the end. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, like, every episode is, like, is different. Mm-hmm. I, what, how would you feel, though, do you think it would work if they uh, had more people in the beginning and didn't bring in new people? That was a little weird for me because I didn't know at what point they were going to stop. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Love Island. Like, it's, like, or even Bachelor in Paradise, where people care more about the original cast, and typically the original cast does better. Like, they make it further, like, they take care of each other more, like, they don't really welcome the outsiders, Mm -hmm. and, like, that's essentially what happens. So, like, I agree. I feel like it would be better if it was kind of more like a Big Brother style, where it was, like, they started out with, like, 12 people, and, like, they are blocking people, and it would become, like, a smaller group. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, because I just didn't know how it was going to, like, pan out, and then I just, yeah, I don't know, it's something that I can watch while I'm, like, getting ready in the morning, and I'm not really, like, looking and paying attention, but I feel like Chris is a personality that I could, like, you know, watch quite a bit of. I actually really liked Joey, because he's just, you know, pretty animated whenever he's on screen. Emma Joey Stan. I love Joey. He's awesome. Yeah, he reminds me of my Jersey Shore days. Really? Um, I should yeah. have watched Jersey Shore. <laughs> you would have loved it. You would have loved it. 
No, I my housemates wa- walked in. Um, like they came home while I was watching the circle, and I was like, I love Joey, and they all were like, Why? And then like five minutes later, they were also like, Joey's the best. It's like he comes off as so unlikable at first, or like you don't want to like him, but then he's really just so unapologetically himself. And exactly. you can tell he's having a good time. Like, he's enjoying himself so much. Exactly. <laughs> so and I, you can't help but support. Exactly. So, all in all, scale of 1 to 10, how are we rating the circle? A 6. You're going 6? Wow. I think I'd go, I, I'll give it 5. I mean, like, the worst reality show I've seen, I'm trying to think of what it is. It's not The Circle, and I feel like I'd give it a four. Hmm. The thing is, too, I also know the winner, and the winner makes it good. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. Well, another... So, wait, so are you saying that, like, in comparison, The Circle would be, like, to a survivor, like, a big brother... I would say more so Big Brother, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. It's more like Big Brother. Okay. So Yeah, essentially you're evicting people from the circle. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And you're be- pretty much being watched all day. Yeah. Yeah, it's way more like Big Brother. And I think, like, the thing with Survivor is, like, the strategy of Survivor is a lot faster um, than Big Brother. And even though the circle from like what I'm understanding it like happens like every day like they're doing like new influencers or whatever or every one or two days so it's like a similar timeline to Survivor where it's really fast turnover um because they're not doing anything all day it the pace of strategy feels more like Big Brother mm-hmm. um, okay. yeah which, I don't know. I don't know how these alliances are working out because it, I just don't think that they're solid at all. No, I don't think anyone there's does. There's no point to have alliances in the circle. No. It's really just about people liking you and, like, you can't do anything about that. Like, it's so, like, subjective and based on, like, the group of people that you're with. Exactly. And the thing is, is, like, you always have to assume that everyone is playing the field. So there's no real such thing as an alliance. And that's the thing, too, is, like, I, why would not more people playing the field and my like they're always and the thing with the show too is like they'll talk about other contestants obviously and they'll be like oh Rebecca's so genuine blah 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 and everyone's like yeah I agree Rebecca's so genuine it never comes to a like conclusion of like wait what has she been telling you what has she been telling me it's always just like oh I really like this person yeah the most I've seen is like they'll be like oh yeah um I talked to her yesterday. They'll be like, interesting. She talked to Mercedes yesterday. Like, that has to mean something. It's like, but you're not digging, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not getting the tea. It's like, they're just such surface-level conversations. So, yeah, I think I feel like that's why it's a five for me. It's just because it's like, I just feel like they need to have some way that these people can, like, I don't know. I don't want to say meet, but, like, there has to be better communication somehow. Yeah, they do meet all at the end, like the final five. Okay. That's cute. I will yeah. say a lot of my friends enjoy the show a lot more than I do. Like, they all like are raving about it, and I'm a lot more to question the show, like, where I'm just like, because lo- about halfway through, 
I was like, what are they trying to win? Because it's not like most reality shows do a really great job of like every episode telling you what the winning prize is or like the purpose of the show. And I just was like watching it and I'm like, wait, what is the purpose? What are they trying to get to? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I like that's why it's a six. I feel like it'd be better if there was like actual strategy involved and if the structure was better. Alrighty. Well, another show that Netflix has that I feel is trying to just be a copycat of something that we see on cable is Next in Fashion. Mm. I've not talked about this. That. We've <laughs> talked about this. I love Project Runway. And <laughs> you I do. Feel like, I feel like it's like these people are like established um fashion designers if that makes sense so like Mm -hmm. most of them already have brands they already have like um like fashion shows and like you know they have pretty I would say mild to immediate medium like success you know what I mean like it's they're they're pretty popping already in within their audience so they're like the people who like really fuck with them I guess but like when it's actual like I don't know I feel like I I like to see the stories of people who are still trying to make it, if that makes yeah. sense. Because, yeah. like, then you have all these people coming up here and they're just doing the same. Like, I feel like all of their clothes look exactly the same because they're just doing their aesthetic and doing, like, what they sell, if that makes sense. So then it is kind of, like, promo for their own stuff. And, like, it's, okay, the way that it's different, too, is, like, you know how on Project Runway they have like a budget and then they go to mood and they have to like make it work. I feel like when you have make it work moments, it's like, okay, now you have to have like actual skill and like, you know, really, um, really show that you can like do this on a, you know, on a big scale. But like these designers have like a whole closet of fabrics and like um, embellishments and like, threads and stuff like that that are like catered to the challenge does that make sense and mm-hmm. then if they don't have it already they'll go get it for them yeah so like say you wanted like like this certain wash of denim but they don't have it you can just say oh hey I actually want like this kind of denim and they would just like it would just magically appear that's disgusting yeah so I feel like it just takes out the actual challenge if that makes sense like no, it 100% does I just don't like and then they also don't show them like really their personalities like for the first couple of challenges they're working in pairs and most of them know each other because like I said they're in like established they're established like fashion designers so some of them have like worked together or they like have like seen each other around and like work in the same circles and stuff like that so I mean I didn't really care about many of the designers because I didn't know them personally and then on top of that, whenever they get criticism, it's like they're not like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. Like, there was literally a time where, like, a designer was like, well, this is just my aesthetic and this is what I do. And, like, I pretty much created this style because she was, like, the person who, like, pretty much designed, like, like revolutionized streetwear to it to be what it is. Like, the kind of, like, FUBU, New Balance, like, champion um style she's a designer of that oh whoa yeah so exactly so she pretty much created this whole you know like chunky filas sweatpants and you know like you know that whole vibe you know athleisure kind of sporty yes yeah 
And so they had that kind of challenge and like hers was on the bottom and it was poorly made, but she argued the fact that, you know, this is, you know, what I do. And like, I pretty much revolutionized this, um, this whole industry and blah, 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 blah. And it's like a lot of them do that where they just get too big in their britches. And then the judges were like, okay, well, I understand. And like, didn't send her home. The heck? Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, because one of the judges was like, no, I refuse. Like, this is the art that she made, and this is what, you know, she stands for, and this is her brand and stuff like that, and I can't send her home for that. And because one judge wouldn't, you know, make a decision and wouldn't send her home, they just didn't send them home. Wow. Yeah. So, so like, it's, it's hard to not- be invested. Yeah, because it's like... I don't care. Like, like when they're like, you know, just like, like you said, when they're just like regular people off the streets, basically, it's like they have something to strive for and they're not too proud to take criticism. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you like want them to succeed because they haven't yet. Exactly. Which with her, I was just like, well, then go home. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you already made a whole aesthetic. Exactly. If you and if you don't have any chances, if you don't have any reason to like, like pretty much win this, then I don't know what the two hundred fifty thousand dollars is going to do for you, anyways. So it's like their their whole thing is like we want to make the next person in fashion. We don't want to just like bring out you know different fashion designers. And it's like I don't think this is going to launch them into being the next Gucci. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, none of these shows will. Exactly. So, it's, like, do if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. Make it an actual challenge and get people that we will actually like. So, as far as that goes, as, as in this version of, you know, our scale of 1 to 10 of this dupe, I'm, I'm giving it a 3. Whoa! <laughs> Just because, no, just because, and and here's the thing, like, like looking on like Twitter and stuff like that, people really like this one designer, um, and this one designer basically won every single challenge. So yeah, they like, um, like the judges really liked her aesthetic, and so obviously she wins. Great for her. But like, there there are moments on Project Runway where I'm like oh my gosh, this is, like, phenomenal work, you know? I honestly just didn't see anything that just blew me away because you have all these, I don't want to say that avant-garde is, like, the wrong way to do fashion, but, like, I just didn't really like any of the pieces. I feel like the challenges were exact copies of Project Runway, but because you take out the challenge element of it and you're really just saying, give us your best work or like what you want and they're basically just remaking like designs that they've already made before and telling you that they're remaking designs that they've made before I just didn't care Mm -hmm. you don't care period yeah I was mad I was I was just mad because like I said like Netflix like these are these are dupes they're not original ideas they're they just think let me try and do this better you know and then but my thing is, if the show that you're trying to redo, like Big Brother has been on for pretty much like a decade and a half. Is that right? 
20 years. Yeah, two decades. Like, Project Runway, this is their 18th season. Like, if you're going to do it and try and one-up somebody, like, it has to be fantastic. And I just feel like the first two that we've, like, gone over, I just don't well, think that we've done that. Do you know if Next in Fashion is a um, U.S. version of a show? Because the circle is based on the U.K., the circle. No, Next in Fashion is just new. Okay, yeah. So, like, the circle is just because it's a U.K. show. Okay. Yeah. But, no, I don't, like, I mean, part of the problem with, like, reality TV is that most reality competitions that, like, are still airing, like uh-huh. so Survivor, Big Brother, Project Runway, even Bachelor, like they started in the early like 2000s. And so because of that, like people are still watching them. And so that there's already like there's steady fan bases for all these shows. Uh-huh. But any other new reality competition essentially do like they essentially are just remakes because like there's no other ideas that are like really are to come up with. Exactly. But in like, I feel like if when they do it, do you feel like when they make these changes to try and make them like better? Does that make sense? Like that's where I have an issue. Like Next in Fashion was basically like all of the the promo that came out before it was like basically trashing Project Runway. Saying, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, saying like this is a new type of show. Like these are established designers. Like we're looking for like the actual next person in fashion, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I see. Yeah. And it's like, well, I didn't care about any of these people and I don't care to go look for their clothes. So, (laughs) sorry. But yes. But did you get to watch any of Love is Blind? I'm curious. No, but I'm curious. I want to hear what you have to say about it. Because honestly, I kind of want to watch this fashion show now that you've talked so much. Like, so poorly about it. Okay. I don't know. You have to understand, too, America. I am very judgmental. Like, I'm a Virgo. I have a lot of opinions. Um, but, but also, fair thing is that we t- both talk poorly on things. Yeah. Okay. So, he- Love is Blind. I, like, mind you, I watch Married at First Sight. I watched Married at First Sight since its first season. I want to say we were freshmen in high school, I'm pretty sure. Which, Lord knows what year that was. It's been too long. Um, but basically the premise is, is like people come to, um, this, I guess like house thing, um, and they have like pods within Mm -hmm. the, uh, within the house and the pods are basically like separated by a wall. And then like on either side, there's like a couch. So like, and then there are doors on either side of the wall. So like the girl will go on one side of the pod and the guy will go on the other side of the pod. Um, still a binary. There's no, like, you know, intermingling here. And they have to converse, ask each other questions, really get to know the personality of the person. Like, the whole point of Love is Blind is saying, like, um, does your age or your race or your um, ethnicity or, you know your background, your height, like, does any of that stuff matter? So, like, Married at First Sight does it in a kind of way because you have, like, specialists who will 
like get all of your religious views and like your education, your background, like where you're from, like your emotional status and stuff like that and match you up based on that. But in Love is Blind, you get to kind of pick your partner based on those conversations. Like it's thinking, think of it as like if you were to call a person every single day, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like based and then like get to know them from that phone call and then say, okay, yeah, like we really match up. I think we should get married basically. That's so interesting. Yeah. So I feel like, I think it's like about two weeks um, or maybe it's just like a week, maybe that I'm, I'm, it's very unclear on the, um, on the timeline. I want to say it's, I want to say it's like two weeks that they, um, have to talk and like go on dates with different people and they don't get to see anyone other than like the like the their fellow girls or like the other guys so like um there are kind of situations where like there is a situation where like there's one guy that like multiple girls are having like a connection with so it is kind of interesting to see like them all go back to like the girl's house and kind of like be talking about these guys like animatedly and then realizing like collectively that they're all talking about the same guy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like everyone that goes into the house doesn't leave. Like it's not one of those like you have to pick someone. Um, at the end of the two weeks, there are only I want to say like six couples. And from those six couples, one of them was already done by the end of it by the oh, like wow. they don't even make it out of the honeymoon suites you know what I mean so it's like mm-hmm. it's not as high stakes as married at first sight because married at first sight you can't really like just say oh I'm done because you marry you're married like legally on the first day and so like if you ever feel like you're gonna break up then they bring in like marriage counselors and like uh, therapists and stuff like that and like reverends and all that kind of stuff to kind of like try and get you back on the right paid in the right track because divorce is expensive um Mm -hmm. but from the house and the pods where they make their first connection and they they do like they do like propose in the pods like they still don't get to see each other until after they propose oh wow but then from that point on they have four weeks to their wedding and in those four weeks they'll get to live together they'll get to like meet each other's families and stuff like that and like grow a physical connection within those four weeks before they get married. Okay. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean and it is it is weird because we can like see everyone. So it's like it's not like we're also like getting like shocked, you know, when you like see them for the first time. Mm-hmm. When they see each other for the first time, I guess. But um I don't know. It it's I feel like it's better than married at first sight only because you do have that period where you can say no I'm out. Yeah. And like you're, you don't have any like hard commitments or anything like that. But also I just don't feel like it fixes anything because like this is basically just like I feel like not seeing anyone like I said it doesn't really change that you're just dating. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's true. So I don't see how they go so get so quickly into OMG, I love you. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's the same. And I, I get it is a little bit more time. And you're just like, when you're um, in that house, then I feel like, yeah, like all of your energy is being put towards a relationship and like wanting to find love. So I guess that is different. But it just doesn't feel like to me that it should be that different because you can still like you can pretend to be anybody for two weeks <laughs> that is true like you don't you don't aren't just like willing to put out all of your bad qualities at the time like this isn't much of a spoiler but um like one of the girls like they get, you know, engaged and they do the whole like, oh, meet your family and stuff like that. And then it turns out that she has like $20,000 of student loan debt and oh. like met and like, um, like a credit card, credit card debt, but it's like a Sephora credit card. It's not even like an actual like credit oh, card, you know? Oh my gosh. And she doesn't work. And her goal is to be a stay at home mom. So it's like, yeah you should have maybe asked those questions but maybe she was like in the pod like oh yeah I do work but like you know that's maybe you're not even just thinking about that kind of stuff because you're like oh I want to fall in love and I want them to be kind and I want them to be confident and I want us to like be able to adventure together but you're not really thinking so um how's your financial situation are you you know stable (laughs) I don't know I feel like you should be though because like like, I don't know. There's certain jobs that you can't relocate for. Exactly. So I feel like that should come up and be, like, a relevant conversation. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and who's to say? Like I said, maybe it was, and maybe it just wasn't for them. But I just feel like it just shows that, like, you can still be kind of dating someone and just not really know them whether you saw them or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Reality love shows are just so wild. They really are. Only because I feel like it boils marriage down into, like, a couple of things. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like these, like, a few slots and stuff like that. Like, even, like, with The Bachelor, it's, like, it's, like, yeah, I want to be with this person who, like, is my best friend and, like, makes me um, feel this way and, like, I want butterflies when I see them and blah, 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 blah. And it's, like, yeah, but you never really know, like, okay, how does this person deal with conflicts? Like, we are going to fight eventually. Like, what is their fighting style? Does that, did you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are they about to get crunk in the club and, like, start yelling and stuff like that? Because there is one girl who, too, yeah, like, she's like, well, that's just, like, my family. Like, I'm not, like, being, like, angry and, like, I'm not really just, like, um, you know, just, like, furious or anything, but, like, I have a big family and we're like Latino. And so like everything that we do is loud and like, you know, whatever, like I'm just an over the top person. That doesn't mean that I'm like losing my mind. And he's like, you know, this Southern white boy, this Southern conservative white boy. And so he's like, well, we don't yell like that in my family. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, like there are just so many other ways that you have to be compatible than just, oh, I think you're attractive and you say sweet things that's true I will say I'm invested like there are people who there. there's one couple who I can say like yeah I think they're actually going to make it and I feel like they did a good enough job of 
making sure that they were compatible in their careers and in their ability to, like, take care of themselves. Like, one of them, he's, like, a scientist and, like, bought a house and, like, made sure that it was, like, big enough for, like, him and, like, eventually kids and, like, that he, yeah, that it was in a good location and stuff like that. Like, he, like, went in, like, actually ready for marriage. Like, and that's something that, like, reality, like, people who cast these reality shows don't do. And I know it's because they make, it just makes good reality television when they, you know, don't really when you get out and it's like, oh yeah, I'm pretty much homeless and have a lot of debt, you know? Like that makes for great reality TV, but like they're not really trying to set these people up for success. Success. Yeah. I mean, but exactly. Like the producer's job is to make entertainment, Mm -hmm. not to give people happy endings. So yeah. So, I don't know. Of the ones that I've watched, this is definitely one that I recommend. Like, okay. I would I would give it a solid 7 or 8. What is, like, where do you rank, like, other shows, like, at 7, 8? I would put, um, I like, I would put, like, Bachelor, Bachelorette at, like, a solid 8. Just because okay. of, um... Just, I don't know, just because I feel like the drama they have is, like, fine and, like, yeah, it can end an engagement, but it doesn't have to. Like, it can be a super long engagement or they can just, like, it's, like, not huge commitment, you know? Yeah. I feel like this is actually, like, seeing people be intentional towards marriage or, like, being in a couple or something like that. Yeah, so, that's refreshing. Yeah. Because you look at stuff like, um, like, the bachelor and where i can say it's like you're looking at it and it's like peter keeps saying every week like my wife is in this room it's like well what do you guys know about each other what are you like how are you gonna figure that out like that kind of thing like yeah there's stuff yeah there's a lot of flaws with that show (laughs) yeah but the drama is good (laughs) yeah the the drama is high and they actually see each other and like can make decisions you know um so I feel like I trust it a little bit more than I would a married at first sight where you're just really just looking at someone that where you just have never seen anyone, never talked to them, don't even know their name. And now you're married legally. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. But the government's getting a lot of money out of that show with all that divorce going on. So, you know, (laughs) so yeah, three Netflix shows that, you know, I feel like, well, I, I'm only recommending, like, wholeheartedly, like, one of them. One and a half. Like, if you have the time, watch Circle, but Love is Blind, definitely. What do you think, B? Um, I'm very intrigued. I'm going to try Next in Fashion and Love is Blind. Um, I've liked the Circle. If you like other style shows that are, like, voting people off of something or exclu- essentially excluding people, then you'd probably like the Circle. If you want to bully. <laughs> <laughs> they literally block them. That's such a concept. Alrighty. So it's time for our Sorry Not Sorry's this week. Essentially, Sorry Not Sorry is just whatever we're unapologetically, unapologetically 
excited, upset, whatever about. So whatever we're passionate about for the week, that is what our Sorry Not Sorry is. Um, so my Sorry Not Sorry is the Yummy Country Remix. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> I actually did not listen to Yummy just because like I, like, I wasn't going out of my way to look listen to it but I also wasn't going on my way to not listen to it I just so happened just never to hear it until this past week and then Thursday I was just like vibing in the studio and um I don't even, oh it was stuck in my head so I was like let me just look up yummy let me add it to the queue and then I saw a country remix let me just try this one out I cannot I believe you <laughs> I cannot believe you right now I mean, it was so, it's so good. The lines, the lyrics, the lyrics in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. His accent is awful. Oh, the accent's atrocious. But I kid you not, I listened to that song for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> and it wasn't like even on purpose. Like it was literally like, I just looped it because I was obsessed with it. And I kept like having to rewind it because like certain parts of the song that I really enjoyed. And I just, I, like I was looking listening to BTS all day that day just to, like get their song like their albums to chart but I took time out of my day to listen to Yummy Country Remix I was about to say this is a pretty big sorry not sorry because the thing is it's like you said like this is supposed to be BTS's week and she hasn't mentioned BTS once this episode people not once <laughs> I feel like it's because I'm I think what happens is because I'm getting so much BTS content and I'm being fed I don't feel the need to, like, share it. But it's, like, whenever I was, like, deprived of BTS content, it's all I could think about and talk about. Oh, my goodness. So now she has time to delve into terrible country accent. Oh, my gosh. I was so mad when I listened to that, Brie. When it first came on, I was so pissed. I feel like I was (laughs) live texting you, like, as I was listening. Because, like, the first verse... Like, I, I just feel like I would have liked it so much better if he had left his verses alone and just added in the Florida Georgia line. Because not to be, you know, controversial or anything, Florida Georgia line kind of did that. They did. Are they, are they like, problematic? I don't know anything about them. I know nothing about them. I just remember. Was, what song did they have with Nelly? I can't remember. The, wasn't it called Ride? Put my yeah. hands up the window. And, the cruise. It cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. would drive around our hometown with that blasting, like that whole summer. You're, oh my gosh. The <laughs> you've been a stan. Huh? You've been a stan. I, yeah, I dabble in country music. <laughs> See, okay, she dabbles. I actually listen to country music, so I know that this is an actual country, but good God. They, Florida Georgia Line, I don't know what they're doing. I feel like they would show up to the BET Awards and everyone would just be like, huh? But, like, not send them home. Yeah, they'd probably be like, oh, I guess he's performing with Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? At this point, he might be. they might just be performing with Justin Bieber and it may be a Sam Smith situation. Oh, oh, oh. I just have to say, like, there's some lies I have to, like, call out. Um, specifically, the... We can call it home cooking. I'm your chicken, you my dumpling. We say grace, I say thanks. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, I literally died. I also oh appreciate, my gosh. 
I know I shouldn't, but I do appreciate any Chick-fil-A call out in a song, and they call them out, so. Well, just as problematic as you are being right now. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, it's not like they could say Whataburger. Not everyone understands Whataburger. That's so Texan. T. I don't even know that. I don't even know where they're from. I don't either. Uh, probably the Florida Georgia line. You know what? That is a good indication, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, one of them's probably from Florida. The other one's probably from Georgia. You right? <laughs> mm. Wow. Making connections. Who would have thought? <laughs> For me making connections, that's pretty rare. Yeah, that is honestly that is a moment that like if you were to ask that question or if you were to say like I don't even know where they're from that I would have probably like snarkily said to you like um Florida Georgia line. <laughs> Because I would have asked that question. Exactly. That was such a reverse. Wow. (laughs) Wow. We're in the Twilight Zone, for real. (laughs) Who am I today? Who are you? A teen mom, for no reason. (laughs) Um, My sorry, not sorry. Justin Bieber is just taking over this segment, man. Because here's the thing. Almost everyone is calling changes his latest album a flop. But let me tell you, I am tolerating zero Justin Bieber slander. Like, oh. and I, I get it. Like, he's being cringy right now, okay? Like, I get it. Like, coming out with this yummy remix, he's trying to be Lil Nas X, okay? He's trying to make this TikTok thing happen. He's oh, trying to goodness. get people to listen, okay? He's trying I don't know. so hard. Like, I don't know if you've watched it or you, if you saw that he did a carbol karaoke with um, James Corden, obviously. Indeed, I most... did. Me and my housemate are going to do the talk dance. It was, so... oh my gosh. It was, he was so cringy. It was so, like, and all of it was just like a huge cringe fest. But at the end of the day, I like the album. Okay. I'm willing to be that problematic. I get it. Like, the whole thing is, oh my gosh, I'm so happy and in love. But I feel like Chance got like the same criticism, like his past album that everyone was like, you're in love with your wife. We get it. And like, yeah, <laughs> maybe there should be a little bit of diversity. Maybe he shouldn't have had the same person produce every single song on the album so that they yeah. all have this kind of like neo R&B like bop to it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um so I get it. But I've been in this thing since I was 10 years old, okay? And I'm not getting out, okay? We're, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep listening and supporting. If he comes around on tour, we will be stopping by. <laughs> Dang. I would not go that far. Well, you have to understand, I've never seen him live. And, like, now, like, in the time that, like, he was touring that, like, yeah, I don't think we were seeing. Um, I don't think we were seeing concerts at the time at, at the time of the last time that he went on like an actual tour and then finished it. I also just low key think he always toured in the fall. Yeah, we went to a lot of tours after Christmas. 
Yeah, we do spring and summer concerts a lot. Yeah, but we don't do many one in like, the fall. Yeah. Yeah. So like in the time that we were actually like since in the time that we've been like actually going to concerts and like making time to like actually go, he hasn't toured yet. So I haven't had my Justin Bieber moment and this is my BTS moment. Until the he does his comeback and I get to see him live, like I'm not gonna stop being annoying about it. <laughs> Damn it. Yes. So, oh dragging Brie and myself this week. Sorry, not sorry. Justin Bieber, we will not be tearing you down this week. Guys, please interact with us on social media. Follow us on Twitter. I think we're R&B podcast pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Like, R spelled the word E and, and then B <laughs> podcast so come check us out follow us like us retweet us to your friends okay share us on social media share us out here on the streets share us with your friends your mom your dad anybody who wants to listen to us gab about pop culture if you can like please do it if you can subscribe do that too give us five stars just be out here in the streets for us because we're out here in the streets for you guys Yes, and as always, thanks for listening. Bye.